Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So in the, in the longest pantheon of trying to think of a name for this podcast, we have happened upon Classic Us. Now, this is Classic Us. It's Scott Tilford. It's Josh Brown hanging out on a Monday. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing pretty well. We just did, we just did the reaction to the the old Carnage and Venom thing, um, which looks to be yet another sort of superhero movie with big oversized CG monster people going at each other. And because the gaming industry, I mean, at least that's the film industry doing stuff. The gaming industry is kind of not really doing stuff yet. But August seems to be the month where things will start to kick in. And we just kind of thought for the Monday the Monday check in, um, we would sort of just do a classic us, just do a classic, you know, just just checking on what we're playing because we're playing a lot of stuff uh, right now. There's a lot of different games um, that we've sort of been revisiting some absolutely balmy stuff in regards to what me and you have been <laughs> touching back in on. Um, but also something that we talked about, um, I think it was just last week, maybe the week before, um, when we were going through um, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD on Switch, and we both now finished that game, and both absolutely, I mean, I can speak for myself at least, hated it by the end of it, was so glad it was done. <laughs> I know you I know you deleted it by the time you got to the end, but um, I am firmly in the F this game, I hate this game, this is the worst Zelda ever camp, and I'm, I'm, I'm pitching a big old bonfire there because I'm never leaving that camp ever again. Well, this is what I'm excited for, Scott. You know, after like <laughs> 10, 12, 20, how many other weeks we've been doing this? We finally started on a name. And I'm excited <laughs> to see what anyone listening to this thinks about this topic. Because, yeah, like the last time we did this podcast, because Ben Roy filled in your lovely birthday weekend last time. We I couldn't remember what I did last week, but it was that my was birthday. It, That's what it was. Yeah. You were, you were getting older. Um, I was. Yeah. Like since then, like you said, I finished Skyward Sword. And the last time we talked about it, I was loving it. I was like, whoa, if this <laughs> so was is that? the worst Zelda game, this, like, this series might just be the best thing of all time because i was <laughs> loving it i thought it was amazing and then like you said it went on for another 30 hours and i was ludicrous forever and i can't believe how much the back half of that game has soured me on it i still overall came away thinking positively of it i think mm. all of the content in it is good like i genuinely do even the stuff you're doing towards the end i think every single thing that's des designed in this game for you to do is engaging is satisfying 
but the pacing of it, the sequencing of it just kills any momentum dead. And mm-hmm. I was getting through the last, you know, 10 hours or so of it, skipping stuff that I thought was interesting because mentally I just finished with it. And I don't think that's an issue on my part of me being done with it. I was finished with it because the game felt like it was ramping up to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And then everything that it was throwing at me was felt like filler. There, like needs, to be, there needs to be a yeah, name. Straight for that very specific energy of this game is wrapping up, this game is building to a certain denouement, a certain um, finale, and el finale, as some people say, and um, and then it decides to go, no, actually, the thing that you were about to pick up, the big ultra weapon, the item that you've been building towards, that's actually located in like three different parts, and they're fragments, and there's three of them over here, and then one of them's been taken away by a different person who wants you to do a different task, and you have to, it's the whole thing spirals out again, and I feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake did it in its chapter 16 thing where you were about to finish that game you were face to face with Sephiroth and then something happens that completely dovetails it and you spend the next sort of three four hours getting back to that point and Zelda Skyward Sword um, and this was obviously the case in the original as well for as much as they've tweaked things in the HD release re-release the it is an HD re-release is it it is an HD release because there was it never is. an HD release before. Um, it's 10 to 4 in the afternoon when we're recording this. But um, not that that's late, <laughs> but we've done a lot of, a lot of content that. today. I love that about when we do this. We, we just say a time. We're like, oh, it's it's 12, 10 in the afternoon today. Just don't, don't mind us. Like, <laughs> it could be any time. And we're like, that's the excuse. That's, the excuse that's what it is. It's first thing in the morning. And that's why we've got no energy. But like, yeah, in regards to the afternoon, <laughs> the afternoon slot. Um, but no, that's the thing. This that Skyward Sword does that exact thing over and over and over and i literally just kept saying out loud like oh f off oh f you oh i just i i couldn't believe how much they reuse the same three biomes over and over and over again and they just have you doing these pointless things um, and I know that this is a decade-old conversation. We'll move on from it in a bit because I know that everybody back in 2011 was saying all this stuff. Um, but you have all those like quests where it's like, oh, actually, you need to go find um, 15 like motes of light that are around the environment. Oh, actually, you need to go find these individual song notes to learn a song. Or like, actually, the thing that you want is actually split into three. Oh, hey, by the way, you've lost all your weapons. Now we need to go make this arbitrary stealth section. And I was just sort of looking at it going like, I, this is making me want to turn the whole thing off. And I was so mm-hmm. up for the story side of it. I love the stuff that they do with Impa. I love, I just love seeing those characters in cutscenes, to be honest, because you hardly, you never see that in most Zeldas. Like you don't get proper story cutscenes. Um, but even by the end of it, the actual story that was there made very little real sense anyway. And even the whole like, or I'll find out the origin of the Master Sword. And it's like, oh, the, the, the reality is that Link went on a horrific fetch quest for like 15 hours and that's the origin of everything and so like by the end of it the final fight is kind of cool but i was just like i am i'm beyond done and like i said there needs to be a there needs to be a specific name for that kind of energy where you think something is finishing and then they spiral it back out again because there's nothing worse than that where you want the game to end more than the game is actually going to end and it's frustrating because she can love the game. You know, like I said, there mm-hmm. were things that were, I think the, the best dungeons in Skyward Sword happened in the second half. And you were, I think, done with it in terms of its repetition. A dungeon. Before eh? I was. Hey, you were a Good. dungeon. 
with it does it make any sense <laughs> i feel like you hit that wall a little bit um you know before i did i was still mm-hmm. quite enjoying it i didn't really mind in fact i was making excuses for some of the fetch quests and for some of the padding that I was putting you on but yeah i reached that moment where i just thought you know this you could just focus on the dungeons you could just focus on even some of the connective tissue between those dungeons there's mm-hmm. no reason why you've added even more stuff on top there's no reason why i have to return to this biome arbitrarily to complete a puzzle just for the sake of padding things out there's no reason why i suddenly need to do this pretty good music puzzle right at the very end of the game when it feels like we're building up to an ending that's going to Mm. take me you know half an hour there's no reason to do those stealth segments every single time you have to find you know part of uh, i think it's maybe maybe like the dragons or maybe something you have to find Mm -hmm. something there's so much you have to find in that game and yeah you mentioned like this is a decade old conversation right like Mm -hmm. but it hasn't gone out of fashion i don't feel like it's a dated conversation well anybody because I guess yeah, more people more people assumedly have played it on Switch than would have played it on Wii. True, but even outside of that, I don't think it's dated because you know, like the game you mentioned there, Final Fantasy VII Remake, made the exact same mistakes. Mm. Open world games, especially, make the exact same mistakes when it comes to how it delivers its content and how it paces its content. You know, I talk about it all the time. But going back to Days Gone, that was definitely one of the examples where I was playing Days Gone and I hit the ending mentally in my head yep. about 10, 15 hours before that game actually finished because the way it was constructed <laughs> felt like it was building to something mm-hmm. that didn't happen, and then suddenly you were in. A brand new sandbox and you were you know taking on a whole new story essentially and yes you know i know a lot of people might be listening and saying well look we're spending a lot of money on these games we want all the content we can get we want all of this stuff and i do sympathize with that thinking but it's not quantity over quality yeah. can be fine if it's if it's if it's paced well if yeah. it's delivered well and if you don't get bored with it the moment you're bored with it the moment you're done with it that's when the content is useless that's when yeah. you know and everyone reaches that threshold at some point and I feel like with a game like Skyward Sword, you reach it eventually. It is inevitable whether you reach it five hours in, whether you reach it 10 mm. hours in, whether it's 20 hours in like myself. You reach that point and that's an issue with the game. That's an issue with well, the game I, and how it's designed. Like, yeah, just base elongation is not a justification for money. Like, it's just not. Like, I mean, there's just... And especially in this case, it's it's only three... It's the Skyloft itself, the main kingdom, and three other biomes, which are the most archetypal Zelda biomes you could possibly have. Like, you know, the, the, the grassy green fields, the volcano, place and the underwater place and it's just like that's it that's all you get and i guess there's the desert but it like sort of like becomes one of the other ones and i just yeah it was that feeling of just like oh my god like having the whole dousing ability where it's just like oh the thing that you need we're not actually going to tell you where it is you're going to have to go and point your sword at it and sort of like walk (laughs) around and try and focus the camera on it and i was like this is really, really like forced uh, elongation stuff where I was like, you could just put a marker on the screen. Like even the bit after the, about the midpoint when you need, you need to go and get like three separate flames and these flames are back in the three biomes that you've been in, but they don't tell you which like area to land in. So you just sort of land somewhere and point the sword around. I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like this is, this is abysmal. Like I, I hate all that stuff. And um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we should we should do closing thoughts on Skyward because we've got we me and you've been playing we're playing fools we've been playing a lot of stuff. But, we've um, been going mad. We've, we've been freed from the prison that is Skyward Sword, <laughs> and now we just bought and started playing every single thing. But yeah, closing thoughts. It's just it's just a feeling of disappointment coming away from mm. that game. Like I said, you know, it got so bad with the pacing and with the padding that I was skipping content. That if it came ten hours previous, like some of the side missions in Skyloft, I was getting mm. and turned them down because I'd reached that point where. I 
I just want it to be done. And it's a shame because there was so much content in the second half of that game. Like I said, some of the dungeons, whether it's the ancient cistern, whether it's the um, you know, the sand sea, whether it's some of the cool mm. things, like you said, like the boss fights that happen right at the end of the game. So many highs in there, but it's just padding for the sake of it in between those good points to the point where, yeah, I just wanted it to be over. I got to a point on the Saturday night when I was playing it and I thought I was coming to the end. I got excited to, you know, finish it. I got some wine in, you know, <laughs> being inspired by my boy Benroy, got some wine in, made some food, sat Good. down to finish Zelda. And then it was like, oh no, there's like 10 more hours. You've got to do all these other fetch stuff. And that there's... was when I was done with it. That was when I was like, nah, I, I, I you've disappointed me here. I loved yeah. you so much and you've just disappointed me. You know, when time. someone comes over to your house and you had a lovely, lovely time and you've been there with for a few hours and it, it's clearly time for I... them to go, but they won't. And you can't yeah. say, but, but then you live in that energy of like, well, we're clearly done. Like it's done. <laughs> like just leave. And it's like that. It's a gamified version of that. And so like, yeah, it's, just, it's, I, uh, would you recommend Skyward Sword? I don't think I would like not I for see. Zelda. Like if, if you're coming to me and going, what 3D Zelda's or what Zelda's right. I play Skyward Sword is literally the worst. Like it's, it's abysmal for the last third. Like it is, it is terrible, dude. It's, oh my God. I hate it. It's it's difficult, right? Because I don't have the same Zelda history or same Zelda knowledge <laughs> that you do. It's only literally the second Zelda that I've played through to completion, Breath right. of the Wild of this. Like I said before, I've dabbled and stuff like Ocarina of Time and stuff, but I don't really count that as, you know, proper experience. Right. You know, I couldn't recommend anything on what I've played of those games or mm -hmm. even what I know. The first-hand experience, it's these two titles. So with that in mind, and for as much as I did enjoy the first 15 hours or so, I would recommend it as a nice experiment because I think you know as a game it, it's it's really well put together in terms mm. of its puzzles i think the combat is very satisfying with the motion controls i think skyloft itself is lush to explore there's a lot of good i like stuff rolling in the there. bombs that's fun rolling the bombs very fun you know there's a lot of good stuff in there but you just have to know that it's going to be 30 plus hours if not more, if you want to do mm. all of the side stuff. And there's going to be a lot of padding. You're going to have to put up with a lot. So I would recommend it, but with a lot of caveats. Uh, yeah, I absolutely would not. Speaking of putting up with a lot, <laughs> you've been playing Fallout 76. I don't know where this came from. You just sent me a picture of your dashboard with Fallout 76 downloaded. So <laughs> what, what have you done? Why have you done this? Okay, I need to fully... Okay, officer. Okay, court. Okay, <laughs> judge. I need to um, fully explain my actions here. Right. Yes. Okay, for the past few months, I've been having some dreams. I've been dreaming... <laughs> fallout new vegas okay. i played this game or should i say replayed fallout new vegas about this time last year for about mm -hmm. 50 hours absolutely loved it and i thought that's great I, i've got i've scratched the fallout itch but now it's come back with a vengeance scott tail but i've been dreaming about playing new vegas in my brain but because i don't want to commit to another replay on the xbox one because i'm holding out to get an xbox series x and to replay it on that mm -hmm. machine i need somewhere to scratch the fallout itch and fallout 4 you know i played only a few years ago Fallout 3, I've done to death. In fact, I don't really necessarily like that game as much as I used to. Fallout 76, though, I've never actually put time into. And it's <laughs> been years. And I was just sat down and I was thinking, man, I love this franchise. I love Bethesda games. It's weird that I haven't properly committed right. time to playing this one that I've missed. The only one of theirs in recent memory that I've not touched. It's just this big, um, you know vacuum essentially now i already had it you know downloaded well not downloaded but i had it in my library so i thought mm. i've got nothing to lose with this except time and maybe my <laughs> reputation so i thought no well okay, it's time to finally play it so i sat down and started it last night well that's so that's the thing what what because i i played it back when it first came out it was abysmal i turned it off i hated everything it represented what's it like in 2021 
weird really strange because okay. you know i've only got fragments of what i remember from like all of the fallout and all of like all of all of the fallout hey, hey. good um and all of like the videos we obviously did around the time you know covering the controversy covering the bugs you know and all of that stuff so i've mm-hmm. kind of like got these half remembrances of what it was like at launch um but i booted it up and i was pleasantly surprised at least so far you know the opening is quite interesting i like the character customization and i think what's really interesting obviously when it came out the whole marketing thing was you know there were no npcs the only mm. humans in that game out of the humans you encounter but now you open it you go out the vault and you immediately encounter two oh, people. Oh, they've changed the stuff. Yeah, totally. You immediately get ushered down to a to a bar with NPCs, real human characters that you can talk to. So that was kind of like weird and jarring from what I knew about the game at launch. But hmm. so far, and I'm very early days, and I don't think it's going to be an epic experience by any means, but I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised it runs fine. And I'm excited to actually explore the world of Appalachia because I think it looks... Visually, I will say, interesting, man. Yeah, I will say that a lot of the bosses look kind of cool. Like, I, I like the way that they did these big. Over- the thing is, like, to, for me to enjoy Fallout seventy six, I would have to fundamentally disconnect what I what I want from a Fallout game. Like, it just yeah. even the fact that they made Vats like this real time thing, so it, you just hold a button down, and I think it just does more bullet damage or something. Like, that's it's so different to what I want. Like, I like that tactical edge that Vats gives you, or like the idea of approaching a boss. I mean, you hardly ever really get any bosses in Fallout other than something like a Deathclaw, but like in terms of seventy six, it's like we'll get get a group together and go take down this like big overgrown moth or something and it's like i'd have to completely disconnect what i want from fallout but there is that question of of like is it a baseline decent game now like just as a post-apocalyptic online space like and whether it feels like does it feel like does it feel like a fallout game now because it didn't back at launch well that's what that's what's fascinating right Mm. that's what i'm excited to jump back in and fully kind of grapple with because when i was looking at it and the reason i didn't play with it play with it play it (laughs) was because it looked like like you said you know it looked like fallout but only the iconography, but only the things that are marketable. And that's what I was worried about. I mm-hmm. didn't know if it would have the core of a Fallout game, but you know, you know, early days, just getting into it now, it does have elements there beyond the pure imagery, beyond the pure soundscape of that world mm-hmm. that is kind of like drawing me in. I don't know whether it's going to sustain that over the you know, tens and tens, if not hundreds of hours of content that's in there. But um, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. The answer is I'm not sure. It kind of does, but I don't know whether there's a, a deeper level to it. it. It feels like Fallout on the surface, 100%, mm. but I don't know if it's going to feel like Fallout the more I dig into it. I was there when they announced that they were bringing NPCs to Fallout 76, <laughs> and everyone was like, oh my God! And it's like... Yeah, like that's that's where they're. I mean, it's cool that they finally got there. Like, it's it's what three years now. Like, it came out in twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. twenty seventeen. It's been a while, and so if they if they've had enough time and they've put enough money into it, and it, to be fair to Bethesda, um, at no point did they say did they walk away from it the same way that someone like Bungie did to Anthem. Um, you know, they sort of like they have continued to give it updates and all these different things. You can play Battle Royale now, mate. You can do a bit of the old Fallout seventy six Battle Royale. Oh, yeah, Battle Royale, ah. pal. I might uninstall but, it. Yeah. I might uninstall it now. <laughs> Set fire to the PlayStation Five. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep checking back in. The only reason that we do these uh, "What are we playing? What are you playing?" style podcasts <laughs> is because there's nothing really going on. As soon as there's a big title again, we'll focus on that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But um, yeah, so for me, we've got quite a few things written down. We're just going to ping pong between a few different uh, games. I've been living on Microsoft Flight Simulator. Now, I've never, I've never been on a flight simulator before, but this game is beautiful like i mean everyone knows that from the screenshots and stuff but there's a real tranquil quality to it and i know that it's because i have everything turned down to easy because it defaults to that anyway i think they're very aware that people coming in on the console side just want to hop in a plane and just take off over their you know hometown city or, or town hometown or city and then fly <laughs> wherever they want just fly over you know anything and so that side of it is really really cool and like they do help you with some different tutorial uh, pop-ups and stuff to get you off the ground to get you flying as soon as you figure out the control stuff um it's just lush and you can just just have a nice little glide just go visit all sorts of places so i've just i don't i mean this is a, it's obviously a gaming podcast but there is a there's a website called uh, radio garden that i've just been having on which okay. lets you listen to um radio stations small around the world so i've just been putting on these radio stations um for the likes of tokyo or la or whatever and just flying around just as if i'm there just seeing what's going on because the weather is also live so yeah. even when you're like if you're flying over your own house and like the sun's going down during the rain or whatever then it's doing that in the game and there's just something about taking in the world from above especially if it's places you know and um, that's really really lovely like just really like spiritually like oh this is i love being on earth like oh it's, it's good this i sort of <laughs> i like being alive like it's, it's really good Good vibes only. I know, man. Yeah. That sounds really lovely. You know, it's funny that you say, you know, you've never been on a flight simulator before. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a flight. So that's brand new to me. I just get in the plane, what? have a little have a little drive around or pilot it. I don't you've know never been in a, in a plane is. before? Never been in a plane. Never Interesting. Been on a plane. We need to get you on a get, get you on a plane and what would you never eat, eat inside? You get on a plane and eat a Kit Kat the right way. And no, then... not this again. We can't do this again. We're just talking then... about good vibes. We can't go back to war over the kids. There was cat. something else that you hadn't eaten the other week, and I forget what it was. It was <gasps> it was not a fig. Had you had, have you had I some figs? We didn't talk about that. I don't know what you that is. You have fig rolls. Probably not. Nah. I don't know if Americans or people around the world have fig rolls, but you can get fig rolls in the UK. Anyway, that's a lot. That's a, a lot of people. That's the most anyone said fig rolls in 2021, <laughs> but you should try a fig roll um, and put, possibly get a flight somewhere. But Microsoft Flight Simulator is very, yes, very good. Go on. 
it sounds it man because like i've never played myself obviously my um xbox is currently in retirement like i said until i get a next gen <laughs> version but when it came out on pc last year mm-hmm. it became almost like a ritual for me like i watched this c- character on um um youtube sometimes called francis higgins from okay. he was adapted from this show it's kind of weird but it's someone essentially live streaming as a character anyway they right. were live streaming flight simulator and they were flying around and i used to just like spend hours sometimes just having it on mute watching them fly around places (laughs) doing exactly what you're doing living vicariously through them because i didn't Uh have a pc powerful enough to to run the actual game for myself and it was just like you said tranquil you know it's it's just good vibes to like you said experience the world go through all of this weather go around your hometown your home city visit places that you obviously at that time especially definitely had no immediate access Mm. to so i'm fully here for this spiritual journey that you've gone on the thing is i keep trying to do stunts i keep trying to do barrel rolls and i I try and do them when i'm in like a boeing 747 and those planes are not built to do that at all so i do keep crashing but um i do love it though and like i I love like i said just sort of visiting different places trying to swoop under bridges Um, and when i'm not doing that i am just flying but there is that whole thing of because there's like a um like a real-time calculus going on of like if you want to literally fly from you know the the east coast of the uk like all the way across to like copenhagen or something then you can do that but you're going to be above the sea for a long time like you'll literally (laughs) just be sitting there waiting and i think if you had it on some of the harder and more like simulative uh, difficulties then there are things to keep on top of in terms of like different i don't know buttons to push and different things i don't know what a pilot does but they must do something (laughs) that's not on easy mode because i'm just i'm just sitting there going this is a doddle like i'm just i just need to wait until i get um, you know, into Oslo. But um, yeah, I think that if you like, put it on the high difficulties, there'll be more more stuff to do. But point being, if you just want to go up into the clouds and put a bit of Tame Impala on, then you absolutely Ooh. can. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. Borderline, it's, it's 75,000 feet, mate. You can't get enough. I want to get a bus to your house and just kind of like press my face up against your window in your living room and just sort of watch you play. That's going to be the new in-person live streaming um, experience, I think. You're about to do something crazy. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful time. Now, something else that you've been it. playing, I've, I've done it. You something you played uh, Blasphemous as something yes. else that just sort of JB's continual two, three-year-old time, time jump. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you bring in from 2018 or well, 2019 in this game's case? Um, but yeah, you got Blasphemous, which is a really, really cool, like quite macabre art design style 2D, uh, 2D Dark Souls. Um, yes. I would say there's more to it than that because I really like the chunky combat. I love how sort of parry based the combat is. But yeah, how have you found that? I, you know, wanted something quick after mm-hmm. Skyward Sword, essentially. So I picked this up after, you know, essentially teasing you that I was going to buy it for like a full year now. Well, you teased me that you were going to buy it, that you were going to play Judgment. And then you, you <sighs> go, oh, I might get Scarlet Nexus. And then the next thing, you'd send me the picture of Fallout 76. And oh, Listen, what's he done, life- I thought? Life comes at you fast, and this was all because I was playing Blasphemous, and I ended up on Hollow Knight as well because I was enjoying that kind of style of 2D platformer actioner so much. Yeah, like you said, you know, it's got this um, lush, macabre kind of like art style, like almost like PlayStation 1 throwback-esque graphics. Like I was getting real PlayStation 1 vibes Bit Symphony when of the I was playing maybe, it. Yeah in terms of yeah in terms of the audio design in terms of the sound design but yeah it's very much not both the same thing yeah, graphical design <laughs> uh but yeah like you said you know it's very much kind of like this dark souls in 2d way more explicitly than i expected it to be mm. like it, instead of having like the natural metroidvania style level design it is kind of almost structured like dark souls one is where like you know you're kicking back shortcuts you know you're every single area interconnects with each one you're taking elevators from one area all the way to this other one in the in the peaks for instance and i thought that was really cool Mm -hmm. and you know just kind of like grasping 
all of these different environments, mastering them um, alongside, like you said, the chunky combat, the really cool executions. It, it was just a sort of game that took a little bit to get into, but mm. once I was into it, like I couldn't stop playing. And I think the boss fights in particular are so challenging so demanding but so cool that it gave me kind of like you know the fire you get when you you, you can't be a boss and you sort yeah. of you know you get in the zone like, so put me back that. in put me back yeah. there i haven't had that maybe all year and this sort of gave me that and i was like oh i like this this is really cool <laughs> and that's why ultimately i wanted more and ended up playing hollow knight but yeah really right. really enjoyed that there's um there's something to the game's combat i love a game that will obviously have a challenge and give you something that you're going to like bash your head up against for a while and i love when you have a really satisfying kill on the other side of it i feel like sekiro was the first sort of FromSoft game that really did that like obviously there were some like fairly like gratuitous kills in bloodborne where you do that weird reach inside the person and pull whatever it is out of them kill and then like dark souls had some backstabs and stuff but blasphemous like when, whenever you best a person especially if it's with like a parry kill you just full-on like flatten them squish them into pieces it's just proper like god of war style and i was like give me more of that like i'd, I'd miss that like if i've been beating my head against like a whole, a whole bunch of really annoying enemies some little chip damagey enemy thing let me squish it like i want to squish Definitely. it over and over again and i like, feel like you like, do proper fatalities you know sorry yes. for interrupting no, no. but like you feel like proper you know brutalities fatalities you're ripping out someone's spine and then bashing them with it like it's that <laughs> level of just over the top gratuitousness but it works because like you said you know you're frustrated when you're getting mm -hmm. chip damage by these little little bastards and you finally best them and you show them who's boss it runs because i'm sure you can't you kill someone with like a charge attack and that and they just fall apart into like two halves is that certainly... my one of the executions you definitely chop i think that's what i'm thinking of yeah just kind of like fall you know yeah it's totally yeah it's totally that because i've been playing a little bit of ninja gaiden i'm all over the map but i played a little bit of ninja gaiden black the other day because i read that ninja gaiden black on the series x if you just play the original xbox version because of how much the series x up it in terms of frame rates and auto hdr and everything else that is a better version of that game in 2021 than the re-released ninja gaiden master collection version mm -hmm. like you actually that's totally like a PSA for the whole world um, because you can pick up Ninja Gaiden Black for like £4 or $5 or whatever um, and Ninja Gaiden Black has better extra content than the original version of Ninja Gaiden which is what they based the Master Collection off so there's a whole thing with that so I was like right I'm going to go and see what the state of that is I mention all of that because I like cutting their heads off in Ninja Gaiden that's how I got there because there's a whole thing in that game where if you do like a charged attack in the in Ninja Gaiden Black because they it was too censored in the original version and it was too much censored in the Sigma version, but in Black you can charge up attacks and just just lop all the heads off and it's great. And so I like doing that. I like like making a point of like finishing off an enemy in a cool way. I'm so eager to play through that trilogy, man. Like, yeah. I, it's it's another one that I've been teasing you that I'm going to buy for like the past few <laughs> months, but I just haven't found the time to sit down and properly spend £35 because sadly I can't get the, the Ninja Gaiden Black version for Xbox. But because that's once that's again, the thing. I would not buy the trilogy. Um, I would just get just get Ninja Gaiden Black um, and then play that on the old on the old Series X and then get Ninja Gaiden 2, original Ninja Gaiden 2, um, yes. up-resed and just forget about Ninja Gaiden 3. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to go play Ninja Gaiden Yaiba version as well? Well, like you're probably all right. I kind of want to do it, man. Like, like I said, is this is this something you think I should wait until I get a Series X to do, or I think it's worth jumping into the trilogy now on PlayStation Five? That's no, no, the big no. Dilemma I'm wrangling with. Right the general now. thing from the Ninja Gaiden Reddit was that you should stay the hell away from the Master Collection. It feels like they just okay. went back to some of the worst versions of those games and then resold them with like, yeah, it's 4K60, but Ninja Gaiden Black, thanks to the Series X, I think and S is also 4K60. Um, plus Black as a content pack has more to it than the original game. So um, yeah, you're just as weird as it feels. You are actually better off getting the original Xbox version, which is then upscaled and everything. 
So I already know yeah. what the outcome of this conversation is. It's going to be, be you buying the thirty-pound version because it's nope, it's, oh. nope, nope, nope. Already wrong. I'm not going to buy the thirty-pound version. I'm not going to buy Ninja Gaiden Two. I'm not going to buy Ninja Gaiden Black. I'm going to buy Ninja Gaiden Three on its own and just play through <laughs> that. I know, I know that's the exact outcome of this. And you know what? That's fine oh, with me. I've never it, played Ninja Gaiden Three properly. Let's for go good reason. For good <laughs> reason. This is my villain origin story. When they finally catch me and they're interrogating me in the police prison cell, why did you do it? Because he kept playing Ninja Gaiden Three, mate. That's why I did it <laughs> every single time. Um, I want to very, very quickly close out on a, on a, on a twofer, um, which is I played Death's Door and The Ascent, two sort of um, top-down isometric, um, really, really impressive indie games. Um, that dropped very recently. Um, I forget the name of the developer of The Ascent. It's, I think it's Neon Giant. Um, and they're made up of X, Ubisoft, and I think Rockstar staff. Um, and it's just like, it, for me, I really, I've only played about an hour or so of The Ascent, um, but it's easily one of the best looking games of the year. Like absolutely gorgeous in terms right. of the amount of detail that they're packing into every frame. And obviously on Series X, and I'm lucky enough to have an LG CX TV, um, it just looks absolutely stunning with the, the HDR, the depth of the contrast and everything. It's just a really cool, gritty cyberpunk um, you know, cityscape where like tons of neon, all these different reflections, great like tons of reflective surfaces, and everything you do as a character it just bounces off all of those surfaces all at once. It just looks great. Um, and the gameplay itself, it's just this isometric sort of a twin stick shooter um, where you do have side missions and sort of things that you can unlock and everything. But um, I'll probably check back in on that in like future weeks and stuff. But I really like the ascent. Um, the other one is Death's Door, which is um, the newest one from um, Devolver Digital, um, mm-hmm. which is also developed by the people that did Titan Souls. Now, I don't know if you played titan souls no not titan souls specifically no that game was so brutal it was just a boss rush so it was just literally just like li- just literally you were exploring and then the only enemies that you came across were bosses and if you died to one of them you went all the way back to the last checkpoint and it was just it was like the the essence of a dark souls in theory but it it was just so brutal and i, I remember the completion yeah. stats for that being so small and um, but it's those developers anyway not that i can think of their name but the other people who did titan souls um but death's door is like another sort of isometric like almost like zelda um action i guess it's got a lot more action in but like action adventure um where they're just taking all the lessons that they learned from the really cool boss design of titan souls but just added npcs added things for you to do added all these little miniature puzzles go get the key go down this different pathway everything goes back around to the old checkpoint dark souls style um and you're just playing as this little crow this little crow who's got a red <laughs> he's, got, he's got like a glowing red um sword which just looks like kylo ren and um which i guess kylo ren because a ren's a bird a Kylo Ren, very good. And you're just sort of going around doing these different um, boss fights, trying to reclaim souls because all the crows work for this organization that um, sort of looks after people uh, people's souls when they pass away. So it's kind of like a Grim Reaper style setup, but then your soul gets away, so you go on this big adventure. But um, in terms of touching in on both those games, um, I played more of Death's Door. I've done a couple hours, um, but both those games are very promising. If you want something to tide you over between now and Cana Bridge of Spirits, or I don't know Halo Infinite, or whatever else we've got for the rest of this year, because Horizon's been delayed then um you could do far worse than checking in on both those titles oh dude like i had a you know i wasn't necessarily keeping up with them but i had heard a lot of buzz you know before Mm. obviously they came out last week or whenever Mm. and i finished my week at work and i thought you know what i want to i want to see if i can play some of these because if you type in the ascent (laughs) onto google it actually says there's a playstation version that's happening on wikipedia but that's not happening i couldn't find any proof that that was happening so i had the disappointment yet again and not to turn this entire podcast into 30 minutes of me whining that i don't have an xbox series x i love that your xbox one just doesn't exist it's just not even there it's it's not even an option at this point in time it's (laughs) it's 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 annoyed me it's in the bad books it's practically in jail under my bed like it doesn't even get a look in 
it's a series S or X or nothing. Uh-huh. And yes, another one of the another couple of games that you mentioned there that are just you know I'm I'm really looking forward to play playing um, Death's Door in particular really kind of like you know is, is exactly what i wanted and i couldn't mm. get it so i played fallout 76 instead so that's partly the reason why i had that brief moment of madness we'll say that um death's door it's like <clears throat> it nails everything that it's setting out to do it doesn't go beyond that like it is the isometric camera angle it is a bunch of npcs it is really fun enjoyable chunky combat and really cool bosses um but it is just that it's, it's so far anyway i'm only like i said i'm only sort of a couple hours in but it is sticking to that formula like you you kind you've played this game before um, it's just right. an immaculate execution of that formula. And that might be what exactly what you want. And it's very charming. Like, it's really, really well written um, for what little dialogue is in there. Every character is really memorable. There's a dude called Pothead who's literally had, like, a witch's curse put on him. And he's actually got a big cauldron of soup uh, for a head. And he keeps trying to bow to you, but his soup falls out. And uh, stuff like that is great. And um, so they, they write very um, cool little characters like that. There was someone else called, um, like, Dalian the Stallion or something like that, and I thought that was, like, a cool name. <laughs> um, the quick thing to round out on uh, the Ascent, though, that whole game can be played in local co-op, which I don't feel like got advertised very Ooh. much. Um, but because of how gorgeous it looks, you, you can just have multiple characters on the same screen and, like, just explore um, sort of kind of like a top-down RPG kind of uh, of a... Uh, viewpoint and so i totally recommend that stuff but yeah this has been classic us this is classic us it's monday we do whatever we want we'll see what happens next week maybe there's another game to talk about maybe it's a continuation of the weird flat line feel that there's been for the last sort of month but we'll figure it out next week for now ivan scott tilford joined by josh brown i mean josh brown until i'm arrested for trapping you into a chair putting a microphone in your face and having me speak at you about my experiences with Fallout 76, which is what I'm certain the next episode of this podcast is going to be. So until what, then, I'm going to have to find an alibi. What if, with a little, little cheeky curveball, what if I re-download Fallout 76 and we do a whole Fallout 76 podcast next week? What about that? I think Classic Us would be dead before it even began. <laughs> I don't think anyone would shoot it. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Come find us on social media. Let us know what you would like us to do going forward. But for now, we'll catch you then. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.